No my hide my Hawtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National Wallace Chapman here. The polar blast continues. Students are skiing down the side of the Leith River uh, at an at Otago University campus. How cold is it where you are? Text me two one zero one. 7,000 staff from the Tertiary Education Union have taken part in the first nationwide strike in 20 years today. Also, Finance Minister Grant Robinson said that this was not the time to fritter that away on tax cuts. Chris Luxon said the government coffers are awash with cash. Time for some tax relief. So, uh, where do you stand on tax cuts? Uh, you can text us uh, 2101, tax cuts or no. Also today, uh, should a political party endorse a local body candidate? Labour and the Greens, for example, endorse, but Labour don't tend to. And the Human Rights Commission has weighed in on the lack of face-to-face visits in prison. We discussed that on the panel and overthinking things, especially bad at night time. Terrible, isn't it? Does anyone have any tips to stop the ruminating? What do you do? Get up, read a book, have a cup of tea, born Vita. What do you do? Text me 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. And with us today, our panel, Palmjeet Pamar, business owner and former national MP. Uh, welcome to the program, Palmjeet. Oh, great to be on. And uh, Professor Alan Blackman, chemistry professor at Auckland University of Technology. Alan Kiora. Hey, Wallace. Am I right to say that actually we have two chemists on the program? <laughs> Are there two chemists? Well, yeah, yeah, I think. I'm only part, partly a chemist. What do you so, mean? Uh, so, because my PhD was in biological sciences. Okay. So a bit of chemistry. What does that mean? Oh, it means she's almost a chemist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and are you more of a pharmacist or a chemist? Oh, oh, Wallace, Wallace, please, come on. These pharmacists are chemist wannabes, come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> they call, they, they, you know, Whoa. they say chemist shops, but no, 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 pharmacies. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. well, here's, Big difference. here's a couple of questions for you. Here's one. Okay, are you both ready? Are two atoms of the same element identical? Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily. Depends, you know. Yeah, it depends. What kind of bonding <laughs> they have. <laughs> no, we do um, have isotopes, you know. Can, can, can water stay liquid below zero degrees Celsius? Yep, absolutely it can. It can? Absolutely. All right. Super um, cold. Okay, one more. Oh, How can glass be a liquid <laughs> if it's so hard? <laughs> What's the answer? It just flows very, 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 very slowly. Thank you. You're it's the amorphous. Be- you're very, the good. Better ke- very good. You're the better chemist by far. You knew nothing, Pamji. Oh, ask, ask me about DNA yeah, and RNA. Yeah, exactly. That ask I'm, you about what? DNA and RNA. You know, DNA, RNA, you know. Yeah. Genetic, yeah. Yeah. Genetic okay. material. All right. Cell. All right, next time you both on, I will. Next test. <laughs> Very good. All right, to this. If you're a, if you're you're a, if you're a Manuka Honey fan but have been priced out of buying it due to, well, insane prices, you may be in luck. Huge stores of honey maybe have to be discounted due to a bumper high bonanza. There have been massive stockpiles of both Manuka and non-Manuka honey. In fact, the country's total stock of honey in storage is estimated to exceed one year's entire production. Back in 2017, Manuka was up to around $100 a kilogram. So expensive, there was even a Manuka crime wave. With us is Karen Cos, the Chief Executive of Apiculture NZ. Kia ora, Karen. Kia ora. This is quite incredible. Are we now drowning in honey? 
No, look, I think really what it's been, um, you know, it's been a, a combination of factors, and I certainly uh, don't discount that big uh, bumper crop that we had in 2020 when we had uh, a, a big surplus of around 12,000 tonnes. But also you've got to look at COVID. You know, over the last couple of years, there might have been some strong growth initially, but there's been quite a bit of stockpiling going on around around the world, you know, with uh-huh. uncertainty around supply chains. People have just made sure they've got plenty of stocks of good manuka honey. And I think also, you know, we haven't had the domestic tourists coming to Oh, New yes, Zealand. of course. And we, we, did a, we had a lot of sales of uh, domestic tourists buying honey at the gate. So, so a combination of factors, um, you know, we've sort of, we have seen absolutely um, supply exceed um, demand. Is it good news for the likes of me who can't afford Manuka honey? <laughs> I can't. I, I haven't bought it in ten years. I wouldn't mind having a pottle. Look, I think if you go if you go to your local supermarket, you'll find plenty of choice for great options for you for Manuka honey. From you know the, the more expensive options to the the, the more the reasonable options. So it really is. Um, there, there is good consumer choice out there. And I, and I think that that's what I'd say is consumer demand for Manuka honey is still really strong. You know, we're still seeing right. export growth. Uh, this is something that has happened. It's a bit of a market correction. It's going to bit of, take a bit of time to see it through. But um, we're still very confident that demand is strong. Well, hopefully that correction will stay until I get down to the super to buy a, a bottle because <laughs> I really I love my Manuka. Uh, Parmajit, what about yeah. you? Are you a honey person? I'm a honey person. Yeah. And we use a lot of honey in our business as well. We oh, don't do produce. We don't uh, process it. We just basically manufacture products using Manuka honey. And I think it's uh, it sounds similar to the dairy boom that we had when a lot of people wanted to get into um, dairy business. And then all of a sudden when they realized what the reality of the industry was, then we have seen a bit of like kind of uh, slowdown of people getting into that industry. So here, uh, Karen, I'm feeling that it will recover. Because China at the moment is quite slow and those countries, they really know uh, benefits of Manuka honey. And because of COVID, those people are really cautious, um, you know, where they uh, spend. And my feeling is that it will definitely recover. And of course, with tourists coming in here, because... Asian people, when they visit another country, they have this culture of buying gifts for their family members, not just like immediate family members, but like cousins, aunties and (laughs) uncles. So honey, obviously, anything that is really like kiwi, iconic, is quite attractive for them. So I have a feeling that it will definitely recover soon. Thank you. And yes, look, we're very confident as well. And I think you're right, you know, just even tourists coming back to New Zealand, all of those farm gate sales again, all of that's a, as, a, as a positive. And China is our biggest uh, export market. You know, China, the US, the UK. We've also got the UK um, with the free trade agreement removing all our honey tariffs in a couple of years. You know, another that's positive, right. another good sign. Now, Karen, a couple of questions, but but first up, I think Wallace was angling for a freebie there, I think, if you missed that. So. Uh, actually, no, I wasn't. Wouldn't be allowed. But thank you, Ellen. But um, a couple of naive questions, because I never get to speak to people who know about honey, I guess. How do you ensure that the bees only visit Monica? So, so it is difficult because bees will go wherever they like to forage. Yeah. And, uh, so, it's, you know, that, that's why you see um, a lot of uh, producers actually um, taking, uh, taking their hives to very isolated parts mm. of New Zealand where yeah. there is just 
you know, it's just a flooded with manuka, basically. So yeah. um, that also makes it expensive to produce because it's <coughs> not something that, uh, you know, on the roadside, it's, um, you've got to find the, the good spots. Right. And and my other question, um, I think that probably about 10 years ago now, probably the varroa mite that was going to absolutely decimate all the honey production in the country. Is, yes. that, is that still a problem? Look, varroa mite is a problem, and I have to say it has been quite a significant problem over the last season. But it's like any um, you know animal sort of product, you've just got to look after them. So there are okay. very good varroa treatments out there. Uh, and, and beekeepers just know what they need to do to, to manage varroa. But absolutely, it's, um, it's, it's an ongoing issue, but it's very, it is manageable. Just okay. finally also, in terms of that storage, you know, if that is uh, true, that there are months of manuka honey in storage, um, uh, can, that, can it keep? Well, that's the good thing about uh, honey, isn't it? You know, it can actually, um, it, it's, it's very easy to store and uh, it doesn't go off. So um, that's absolutely uh, a bonus for us, I guess. So, um, yes, it does store and it does store well. But, look, obviously beekeepers need an income and, and they want to move that, that honey. And uh, the sooner we get it moving, the better. Very nice to have you on. Thank you. Uh, that is Karen Collins, the Chief Executive of Apiculture uh, NZ. Meanwhile, there are a lot of texts for tax cuts. Yes or no? <laughs> Keep those coming. Text me 2101. Email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Yes, I vote for tax cuts. Let's not forget that the government is spending tax ma- taxpayers' money, not their own. I could put it to better use than they are. You and I are forging, uh, foregoing cash so that they can spend it. Jason says, tax cuts? No thanks. Fix education, hospitals, healthcare, water. Then buy back all the power companies and make power free. Uh, and a lot of people are saying uh, to your, uh, why doesn't your chemistry professor go back to school? Um, and, and, and learn chemistry the proper way. Um, glass is not a liquid. That's a total fallacy. I was a glass artist for 10 years, and I heard this over and over and over. Another one here. Could you please tell Alan, get back to the pharmacy? Uh, <laughs> that well-known chestnut of glass flowing has been disproved years ago. Ooh, I'd, I'd have to disagree with you on that one, I think. I think you'll find that glass is still classified as an amorphous liquid. It's, it doesn't have the long-range order that um, a solid requires. So, yeah. Um, well, you, you get repeating patterns, repeat, 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 in a pure, perfectly pure crystalline solid. And uh, I think you'll find that glass does flow. But, again, there's all sorts of different types of glass and stuff like that. But um, I, I'm still going with glass being a liquid. So. You're a legend. Well, Good you know, to have you yeah, on. Got to stick to your guns, don't <laughs> <Wow>. you? <laughs> all right. Um, kia ora to you both. Uh, the Alan Blackman, Palmjeet, Pamar. And it's time for I've Been Thinking. Palmjeet, take it away. Yeah. I've been thinking about two extreme ends of a situation This is where businesses are crying out for more workers. Unemployment is so low. But on the other hand, I'm noticing the numbers of people that are begging at busy roundabouts or streets. I'm seeing the numbers are increasing. I've seen a lot of people standing there with a piece of cardboard with, you know, a handwritten notice on that asking for money. Yeah, and I well, look at this people. There's a solution to that. Yeah, so I, you, I look put at your, you put your hand in your um, uh, uh, wallet and pull out a coin. For them. There's your <laughs> the solution. Actually, um, I have to say that I was tempted, but it's not a good practice because then you, what you're Why doing not? is you, you're encouraging them to do that. Because when I look at these people, I'm thinking there are so many businesses, they want workers. Uh, 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 and it's really sad to see you that you have resorted to come and beg. 
I, I do understand that there are people with complex issues. But that, then, that's the point. There are people there out in society who are uh, have real mental health issues, needs, far more complex than just waltzing into an office asking for a job. That's totally why they're perhaps that. on totally the streets. I totally accept that. But then I've seen some people, um, those who are quite consistent, and they are there for a number of hours. It's not like they are there for half an hour and then they are tired, they can't cope and they disappear. And they are quite consistent. Day after day, I see these people there. So if they are so committed um, to come out and beg, I'm sure they can spare a couple of hours to go and find an employment. Time, because that means they right? will have a better, better opportunities in their life than just you know, standing at street corners and And begging. you can step up to help them. You can go up to them and say, why are you here? Yeah. Let me help uh, you. That's uh, your role in society, Palmer. And everybody's isn't it? role, actually. It's your there's role. a big disconnect. Yeah, everybody's responsibility. There's a disconnect, okay. I feel. And this is actually the numbers that are increasing. That's a concern. All right, so there will always be some people uh, that will be in this kind of situation, but it's the increase that I'm noticing. Okay. Uh, that's Palmer. I've been thinking Alan Blackman. Well, <clears throat> I think according to um, the news, I think quite a few of the people at um, intersections and stuff are police, aren't they? You didn't get you, that one. You didn't see that story. No. The, the, the undercover police. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Good on you. Thought I'd put a little bit of humour in there, Wallace. Nice. But over the head. Over, <laughs> over my head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just thinking about your chemistry <laughs> and the liquid glass and who's right. It's, <laughs> I'm ruminating on the liquid glass, quite frankly. Not oh, thinking about Palm Jepamar and her begging. <laughs> Not thinking about oh, anything. <laughs> Go for it, Alan. Anyway, um, it is Nobel Prize time. And, you know, I could interest the listeners with, you know, the, the Nobel Prize for Chemistry that was um, announced overnight, but I shan't do that. What I'm going to do is to um, outline my picks for the Peace Prize. Um, and I think this year, above all, I think uh, it's going to be a really, really important prize. And obviously, I think my number one would have to be Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, who... Um, has just done an incredible job. You know, he started as a comedian, for goodness sake, and he ended That's up... That's right. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was on a, on a comedy show in Ukraine, which basically was him playing the president of Ukraine, and he ends up as the president of Ukraine, and then he ends up in a European war. And um, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I think he's a dead man walking. Um, Putin's not going to let oh, him... Oh, please, Ellen. Yeah, what well... What a thing to say Skripal on and Litvinenko, you know, but... The guy's amazing. He's done incredible. And there are others as well, but the music is going. Yes, so it is. Maybe, maybe afterwards. Uh, you're on the panel <laughs> with me, Wallace Chapman. Good to have your company, Palmji Pamar and Alan Blackman. With, with we stay with us till 5pm right here, RNZ National. <laughs>